Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join hosts Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Cosman. and Matina showing in for Cosman today. And our guest is Megan Bennett. So Megan, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you live and what you do for a living. Yes. Hi, my name is Megan Bennett. I um, own a public relations firm called Light Years Ahead and it's boutique, but we're national and I'm based in Kansas City. And so really what we do is to garner media coverage for all sorts of brands from lifestyle to health, to beauty, to technology. Um, and we do everything from, you know, people to services um, to products. So you name it, we do it as long as there's a story. Awesome. So how did you get the idea to start this business? Well, I actually, when I, uh, right now, I'm 44 now, when I got out of college, my second job out of college when I was 22 was um, working for the founder of the company that we own now, Light Years Ahead. And so I actually had done some internships in college with public relations, and I thought I wanted to do celebrity PR. And then the more that I did that, the more I realized I wasn't interested in celebrity PR, and I was more interested in products and people. Um, And so I got this job, and I loved it so much that I've been doing it ever since. And um, so I worked out of my boss's, my my former boss's um, house for eight years in the Hollywood Hills. And then I moved to Kansas City about, I think, 13 years ago and and continued to do the business out of my house. And then about three and a half years ago, um, my business partner and I purchased the company and we've been running it ever since. That's the the long story. Long. (laughs) Not short. (laughs) Uh, so Megan, uh, what's the role of your, uh, what's the role of technology in your what? business? What's the role of technology in your business? Of technology, I mean, we use technology for our pitches. Um, we use, we subscribe to a database where um, it gives us like all the different media contacts um, that we can reach out to. And so really the technology is really us pitching via email and using this, these different platforms um, to, to get in touch with the media. So are you looking or using artificial intelligence? I haven't. Now I've used it not for my job, but I've used it like just for random questions or things that I've needed to know, um, you know, just, just randomly, but I haven't started using it and I don't plan to use it for any of my pitching or any of my press materials, just because I feel like the writer that we have and the writing that we do is really authentic and good. And so I just don't, we don't feel the need to do it. That makes sense. So in terms of technology, where do you see technology playing a role in PR in general in the next few years? I mean, I feel like it's, it's crucial because we need to use it for email blasts. Um, if we're doing an event and we don't want to like, you know, individually email every single person, um, we use a direct mail system that, again, is technology um, that is sort of more automated so that we don't have to spend hours reaching out to hundreds of people individually. And I think that's just to continue to get easier and easier. I mean, I could see myself maybe using AI or technology in the future if I'm trying to do new business outreach and reaching out to a bunch of people um, to try to get new clients. That could be very advantageous if there's a way to do it. But as far as like the day to day, I think the technology will continue with, you know, direct mail, um, using the databases that we use for PR. But I don't, the thing is, is that people don't hire us because, um, because of like, I mean, they hire us for our services, but they hire us because of our personalities. 
And that's one thing that you can't take away from a publicist is the personality. And that's why we do so well with the media because they know us and we work with them individually. And so it's those individual relationships that help us thrive. I'm not anti-technology, but I just don't foresee it taking over my job as a publicist because nobody can do what I can do. For sure. So in terms of media, how, how has your role changed in the last few years? I feel like Many people, I can just speak for myself, aren't watching the news as often as they used to. You know, they're, they're getting their, their news from different sources, maybe more social media. So, you know, how has your role changed um, in, the, you know, in the age of, you know, less, you know, people sitting at home and more spending time on their phone watching TV that way? Yeah. I mean, when I first started public relations, I used to literally smile and dial. I would take a print out a list of all the media contacts go sit in a chair outside and call like a hundred people and pitch products and then get hung up on half the time, you know, sorry, we're not interested. And then we would get some interest, but through the years now people do not want to talk on the phone. And the only way that they really want to communicate is via email. So most of our outreach is done via email. And I would say that like the media that ends up calling me on the phone, it's always TV producers because, you know, they need to get the logistics of where we're shooting the segment, what time, who's going to be there, the topic. But other than that, everything's done via email. And I would also say that like, you know, when I first started, there were so many magazines out there, we would go to New York on these press tours, and we do desk sites. And now like half of them have folded, or they become just digital, or they're not print. And so really, I mean, our main focus, the lowest hanging fruit for us is digital. And that's our main target for all of our contacts is getting those digital online websites, um, online magazines, you know, it is the lowest fruit. And then we sprinkle in TV and magazines, but print is just not as popular as it used to be. So in terms of digital, I guess, how, I mean, how have things changed? I feel like even from that standpoint, you know, the videos that really go viral, these 60 second reels or TikToks. So do you work a lot with that? And what does that look like for you? We work more with like grassroots media. So, um, for public relations in our field. I mean, we do some micro-influencer outreach on Instagram, but it's really the grassroots media, not the TikTok. It's not social media that we're reaching out to. We keep a very like strong line between the two. And we really focus on the grassroots type of media, which is digital, print, and TV, um, and podcast. So, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but it's, it's more like we don't really work with those TikTokers. Once in a while we do, but that's not really our focus. If somebody asks, you know, for a TikTok campaign, we'll put them in touch with um, another contact that we know just because that's not our strength. So Megan, uh, what does a day in your life look like? Walk me through how you spend a typical day. So I wake up, take my kids to school, have coffee, check my emails. And then by the time I drop them off, I just sit down and start working for the rest of the day. I get on my computer, and I'm always pacing around my, my place. I work from home and I've worked from home since 2010. Um, and so honestly, when we had COVID, nothing really, I mean, it was horrible, but in our business model, nothing really changed because we were already working from home. Um, so I get up, I check my emails, I create pitches, I reach out to the media, I repeat pitch stuff that I've done before. I, and then I just come up with more angles and then I do follow up. So that's kind of my day. I follow up with all the samples that we've already sent out to the media and try to secure and garner placements and then just start brainstorming new ideas and new pitches that I want to come up with. But it's mostly me like stalking and following up with the media and pitching daily. That's what I do to try to get these placements. And it takes a lot of work, you know, because it doesn't just happen overnight. You have to keep pounding the media over and over again. Sometimes it takes 
five to 10 times before they're interested enough to want to try your product. And then you've got to follow up over and over again to remind them that you've sent them the product to get them to cover it in the story. So it's, um, you know, I work at sort of all hours of the day, but I take breaks and I am constantly checking my email even after hours. So what has been your um, proudest accomplishment in your career? I mean, I would say that there's two things. Um, the first one is that we've helped two different nonprofits and helping them isn't just a reward. It's more like getting them the exposure with national media and driving awareness and sales like donations. And so with these two different national nonprofits, the press that we've garnered for them, both of them, I think for both of them, they both made over like $150,000 in donations from one PR placement. And that can be really huge because you're not paying, we're not paying the networks to do the placement, we're pitching them. And then if they like the idea, they cover it. So it's totally authentic. And so that's just a great success story to show that something that we pitched can touch so many lives on air to the point where people want to donate. Um, the other story is, is um, we work on and on with a company that's uh, Wagyu Beef, and it's veteran founded. And when we started with them, they didn't have really any recognition. And they tell us all the time that they use us for their marketing because we got them uh, in food and wine. This was back in 2019. Um, it was submission for a story about the best hot dogs and we pitched the brand and they sent the samples and unfortunately the media didn't get them they were sitting in the mail room and so they're like can you send us more we really want to test these and so i said we've got to send them even though it was expensive we reset the samples and within a couple of weeks i get a call from my client my something's happening something's happening we're getting all these sales today and i looked online and there it was food and wine and they were both voted the best beef hot dog and they made a quarter of a million dollars in sales from this one article that we placed. And that to me is invaluable. It does not happen all the time. I will say with like a lot of lifestyle or beauty brands, yes, you get brand awareness, but it doesn't always drive sales. But these particular cases did. And it just, it's so gratifying to know that we can help the little guys to grow and become household names. So those are what I'm the most proud of. For sure. So when you look for a typical client, like what does an ideal client look like for you? It's got to be somebody who has a good story. Um, it can't just be like another me too. You know, like there's millions of life coaches out there. Well, what makes you different? You know, um, there has to be a founder story. There has to be a founder that's or a company or a private equity firm that's willing to share how they got their success. And it really helps when there is a spokesperson behind the brand, because then we're not just selling a product, we're selling a background story. So I think those are like the most important elements to um, a successful campaign. Now, once in a while, we'll get a client that wants us to promote a skincare brand, and there's no unique selling propositions, they don't know what the ingredients are, it's toxic, whatever. And so sometimes we'll have to turn that down, because we'll have to say, you know, Unfortunately, there isn't a story here. Or if you don't see a story, how are we going to see a story? You know, but it is our job sometimes to find hooks where where there isn't one. Or maybe there's a brand that we're working on that has one product that we've been pitching for three years every single week. We have to come up with different hooks to make it different, even if it's something that's crazy. Uh, for example, we used to work with this this um, scar, these silicone scar sheets, and we were pitching the same scar sheets every week. Do you have keloids? Have you burned yourself with your curling iron? You know, this is a great product to try it. Silicone. Finally, the owner of the company had said that it actually got rid of, like helped get rid of her wrinkles when she used it at night. And so we pitched it that way. You know, like, you know, this scar treatment actually helps to diminish wrinkles. 
And we got like national coverage from it. So sometimes you have to like pull a rabbit out of your hat to think outside the box and come up with other angles that you wouldn't necessarily think of at first. Awesome. So in terms of national coverage, like what is that? Can you talk a little bit more about what that process looks like? You know, if you want to get in front of, you know, these top shows like Good Morning America, what does that look like for you? I mean, that's just really us refining the message. And then we have a database and we have contacts at all of the top outlets. And then we just pitch and pitch. And sometimes we won't get a response, probably the first five or six times. And then if we don't get a response, we change our angle and pitch again. And, um, you know, it's just us really reaching out to that media and following up. And then it just takes the right person and the right segment and it happens. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's and when I say national media, I mean like the Today Show, Good Morning America, People Magazine, you know, Fox and Friends, um, Well and Good, Huffington Post. That's the type of media that we're targeting. So, right. yeah. So what is your top business priority in the next three to six months? Um, just to continue to garner ongoing placements for all of our clients, but like really high profile ones. And also to get some new business. I mean, I love to get new business and new clients and and just have new challenges. So for me, it's always a, a goal of mine to never be complacent or never just get comfortable with my business and say, okay, well, we have enough clients. We're content. I always want more and to help more people. So, I mean, the goal is just to take on more, you know, and do more and help more people. So Megan, what's the biggest piece of advice you wish is, you know, before you started your career? My biggest piece of advice is, is for anything that you're doing in publicity and when you're promoting your brand, if you know you have a story then you cannot take no for an answer. And if you're pitching your brand to somebody and they say, well, I don't, this is not a good idea, then just try somebody else and don't give up. Because if you know that what you're up to is good, then you can't let other people talk you down from. So, you know, my, my advice is to just keep going. Don't take no for an answer and turn those no's into yeses. And don't let it get you down because all it takes is one yet to make your business. So if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where do you expect things to um, go for your business? I think we're just going to grow and think of more concepts and more ideas and take on more type of clients. And we're always evolving and changing and offering different services. So I think it's just going to be, you know, we're going to go with the times. Maybe I will incorporate some AI in my new business outreach. Um, I think if anything, we'll just have more opportunities and more flexibility in the brands that we take on. That's really cool. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way for somebody to reach out to you or your business? Um, the best way is to um, go to our website. It's lightyearsahead.com or just to email me at Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at lightyearsahead.com. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me. I will get right back to you. And you can also check out our website. Um, you know, to see what kind of service and capabilities that we have. And that should give you a pretty good backgrounder on us. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time. We're rooting for Hopefully we can chat again in one year from now as you continue to grow and scale your business. Yes. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. And I hope that this advice can help, you know, other people. Of course. Of um, course. And thank you. Okay. Thanks. Right, thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.